Welcome to Brew Jackets, a fun Blue Jackets themed podcast. My name is Kevin. Joining me tonight, we got my guy Owen. We got my guy Hefty Duck. We got my guy Wyatt. We got my guy William. Welcome to the show, everyone. Brew Jackets, a fun Blue Jackets themed podcast where we talk about our favorite hockey team, the Blue Jackets, and sometimes alcohol because, you know, Brew Jackets. Yeah. Welcome to the show, everyone. CBJ! CBJ! Hell yeah. Only thing I got is cheese puffs. <laughs> All right. I, uh, anyone, anyone have any blues recently? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, I was on the wire. I had some angry orchards. There you go. Pretty all right. Pretty decent. That's like my go-to because like every gas station ever has them, and that's like, you know, that's what I can drink. So that's okay. the way it be. Oh, and they're lying. No. That's some red, white, and blue Smirnoff. Nice. W. You know me. I'm not a drinker. That's fair. I'm not either. Well, they're kind of bruised. Anyone have <laughs> Any well, good, yeah, um, you're, you're 15. Of course you're not a drinker, you dork. drinks anything. <laughs> Man, I haven't had like a, a, a freaking like latte or anything for a long time. Hmm. I've got some, some coffee brews here before too long. So I had, I had iced tea from Raisin Cane's. Does that count as a brew? That's brewed. Yeah, you have to brew tea. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cane's iced tea is goaded. I'll count that. Count that all day. Hell yeah. So, <clears throat> for the, anyone who didn't see, me and Kevin were on a, another podcast last night. Yeah. Uh, we were we went and joined the, um, uh, uh, what was the name of it? I keep thinking Troy. That's the name of the guy we were with. <laughs> it was uh, the wild. What was the, what was it? it? The guy's name was Terry. Terry. Yeah, yeah. Now, what was the name of the podcast? He didn't say. Oh, he did at the beginning of it. Oh, I feel so bad right now. Terry Edelman, he's awesome. He's a nice guy. It was a, um, it was a uh, Minnesota Wild podcast we were on, but we were, um, he was doing like a showcase from all the teams or whatever. And we were, you know, there talking about the Columbus, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. And of course we had to talk some recent news. I mean, there's, there's no way of avoiding it. Like, you know, got to face it head on at this point. It'll, uh, I think this will be passed before we know it. And, you know, we'll be looking at Pascal Vincent like he was the one who was always supposed to be there. Um, so we went through that and, uh, you know, went over some of the uh, the coins and goings since the summer, you know, trades and signings and everything like that. There hasn't been too terribly much movement uh, recently because, you know, training camp did start. So, uh, did you guys see the training camp uh, rosters yet? Yeah, I have. I I, I saw it. Yeah, say say something about it because. Uh, well, it's 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 a good sign that uh, hockey's almost back, and that's it's great to see, and it's interesting to see you look at that oh maybe that's a guy that can make it maybe a guy that can't and you know you'll be interesting to see how this all uh you know work, works out does line a pay yeah does line a play center at, a, at well, any point during training camp guaranteed well, pascal vincent's coach he's going he's yeah. going like, well of course it's, it's coming together man well, of course, that is an interesting thing you bring up, Owen, because you know it was a two two games. It's a small sample size, but Patrick Ina did play center this past season, and because Pascal Vincent and Patrick Ina this past season went to both Brad Larson and Pascal Vincent and approached him about playing center because he wanted to do it and he wanted to help out the team. And then this past season, he plays the two games where he plays center and. It's a small sample size, but honestly, I thought he looked good, and it'll be interesting to see if that continues now. Because you know, now that Pascal Vincent is head coach, we'll see if that continued. And even before this whole Mike Babcock situation, when he was the coach, even that center thing was still in play, and even Mike Babcock was asked about it. So it'll still be interesting to see if it uh, continues. Oh, so here's something I just noticed on uh, Cap Friendly. 
for anyone who uses the website. So they finally updated the injury reserve list. Um, so let's talk about that real quick because we'll, we got we're gonna be stuck on a certain topic here in a while for a bit. Um, but let's talk about the uh, so there's been some like re- uh, injuries reported uh, at training camp. Today was the first day. They were mostly I thought they were just doing physicals. So this is maybe that, that this is coming up um, during the whole thing. And these four guys kind of have spots already on the team, so maybe they're not quite as making them play as hard <laughs> yet. But uh, so. Uh, Daniil Tarasov, goalkeeper, says a uh, knee day to day. Kirill Marchenko, back strain day to day. So they're, you know, they could be fine depending on how they slept, probably. Uh, yeah. Jake Bean, though, is officially on the IR, according to Cat Friendly. He has an abductor strain. Um, I don't know what an abductor is other than the alien kind, but uh, hopefully uh, his is, gets better. His abductor. It's week to week. So. It's a little, I guess, a little worse than day to day. Then we have Matthew Olivier. It just says leg here, and it says week to week. Um, leg. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Like maybe he was out like wakeboarding or something crazy in the off season. Just but, <laughs> so you know, he's got a, he's got a bad bruise. He's good. <laughs> maybe he pulled the Nick Chubb. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No. That, that's that's Why? a subject. Uh, no, I highly doubt it's that bad. It says week to week. So, I mean, if it were uh, as bad as Jake Beans, he would also probably be on the uh, IR. So, currently on the injured reserve is only Jake Bean. Um, so, uh, we're talking about training camp. We got uh, 48, of, according to Cap Friendly again, we have 48 of 50 contracts signed. Um, and so that leaves pretty much two open spots. For someone to be signed yet, we have some tryouts out there as well. Um, something we were talking about yesterday um, when we were helping out on the other podcast was, uh, you know, what are we still lacking? Like, we picked up some defensive pieces. You know, we picked up, you know, of course, we got Adam Fantilli now. Uh, but other than that, uh, and we can say, too, that, yeah, our goalkeeper – goalkeeping lacked somewhat because of the defense lacked so sure it goes in hand in hand but at the same time it did lack and we don't have quite the depth that we had um, when we had corpus Allo. um mm-hmm. so um what do you guys think are you looking here at uh what was it aaron uh dell yeah aaron dell aaron dell you know it's a an interesting story or oh, story that just popped in my head here is that I know Tim Burney, he doesn't have a contract, but the Blue Jackets did give him his qualifying offer so that even if he did leave to go to Europe, the Blue Jackets would still have his rights, even if he came back first dibs. But this is report Aaron Portsline posted this on his Twitter page that even without the, that even without the contract, uh, even without having a contract, Tim Burney is at training camp. Yeah, I've seen Uh-oh. that. He's on the he's on the roster right here. So, uh, but, so that that that's that's interesting. So he's not holding out. So that's good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, what is it then? <laughs> uh, it's Schrodinger's player, dude. He's both playing and not playing this year. <laughs> Uh, he has no, like December, so like realistically, yeah. he, like as long as like he's got already probably has like is like insurance whatever worked out. I imagine because I thought that was like a lot of part of like signing someone's contract. It was yeah. also like that's why that's why they uh, they, they actually sign people to like a, a professional tryout contract. I thought so something. Is, maybe I'm just making that up, but <laughs> I thought it was had something to do with like uh, insurance or whatever. But um. So that gives us, uh, you know, quite a. Uh, it gives us a total of six goalkeepers at camp: uh, Pavel Chayon, Nolan Lebon, Aaron Dell, Daniel, Daniel Tarasov, and Jet Greaves, uh, as well as, of course, Elvis Merzlikens. Um So, uh, do you guys think we're gonna see? I mean, it's hard to tell that yet, right now. Sure, like, are we gonna see Jet Greaves? Are we gonna see Aaron Dell this year at some points? You know, can we 
what if Merzlikens is is hurt for an extended period of time? It is it is Daniil Tarasov, and I'd say Aaron Dell because the, if I was the Blue Jackets, I probably would rather not have Jet Greaves be just sitting there being a backup. I'd rather have him playing down in Cleveland and just keep developing because you know he's shown he can be good in Cleveland. And yeah, it was only one game, small sample size with the Blue Jackets this past season, but. He looked good, so it's like if you if you have your first choice, you'd rather just have him down in Cleveland and just keep cooking, and when he's ready, he's ready, and then you can bring him up. So as I see it, it's going to be Elvis Merzlikens, Daniil Tarasov, and then Aaron Dell, assuming that Aaron Dell does good enough to get a contract. I'm hoping he does because you, you're right. I mean, Dell's a bit older. He's like 30. Four, something yeah. like that. He's a little more set in his ways. You know, we do need those younger guys. But goalies are um, like fine wine. They they're better with age. To a certain extent, yeah. I mean, I thought I, I think uh, Mark Andre Fleury's really shown up to that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think he's still a fantastic goalie as well. And we have a great goalie coach. Mm-hmm. So uh, with with Backstrom. So you know, hopefully those things come together. Um, and you know, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts there on, on, on you know, goalkeeping, uh, or, uh, you know, the roster here, there's no one really on the roster that surprises me other than, uh, um, Tim Bernie. He's like slightly surprising, but yeah. Well, listen, I mean, honestly, if, you know, if we think what, I'm just saying this if based off of what we think we're going to get is most likely going to happen, which is if, even if this happens under Mike Babcock or Pascal Vincent, that we just get better structure and just average at best defense, then we should be fine. Elvis Merlikens going to be better and we'll be able to win some games and maybe you go on a run to the playoffs because the past two seasons, this team has shown they can score goals and put them up like crazy. It just, Hard keeping it out of the net. So even you just get average at best, even average at best goaltending, I think they should be, they should be fine. But you know, so be, so if Elvis Merzlikens can just be a little more consistent, we can we'll be fine. That's all I have to say in regards to that. Right on. I think yeah, I think this is the year Elvis needs to prove himself. (laughs) Right, but. Uh, why, and we've talked about this on the show, which is we've asked you, oh, who do you think the next captain for the Bruins is going to be? And like, oh, is it Brad Marchand? And at that point in time, you said, yeah. Well, it turns out you were right because today on the Bruins Twitter page, they posted that Brad Marchand is the new captain for the Bruins. Congrats to the Rats. Yeah, so, honestly, you know, this, is, this is the best thing that's happened all offseason, in all honesty. <laughs> like, yeah. It's been Everyone else rough. retired. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> everyone else retired or moved on. It was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, dope. Um, yeah, I'm happy to see that Texier is at training camp. Right, right. I just like you know, Hefty Duck and I said yesterday on the podcast, Ryan, it'll be interesting to see which Alexander Texier are we gonna get. You know, the one that. Yeah. Played really good, and can he kept keep that going before he left, or are we going to get a different one? We just don't. We just don't know. Yeah. So one thing I'm seeing here too, and probably just means nothing. It'll probably change here. Uh, they have Yegor Chinikov as still like non-rostered for the specifically just the Blue Jackets. Like he's a sign, and it says his status is at training camp, but um, he's not. Um, on the 23-man roster. Roster size right now is completely full, 23 or 23. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but that is also including Bernie in here, you know. Hmm. That's weird. It's just an interesting one. Uh, you know, because I, I, I really don't believe Chinikov is an AHL-quality player. I think he's an NHLer. Yeah, it might might be better suited though for him to 
get go down there if he's not going to have a spot for the team because he's probably you know better suited to be play higher up in the lineup. And if that's not going to happen, you put him down there and he's going to get first line, second line minutes, and then that'll be better for his development, which will then help out the Blue Jackets. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a RFA after this year too. I mean he's only making um, eight eight hundred flat, and there's quite a few other guys on here that are making more than that as far as people younger than him. Malatesta, Angle, Butler, Dumay, uh, you know, Del Bell, Blues. All of them are making like a little bit more than him. I mean, not that money is everything, but it, it just I don't know. I, I I'm curious to see are are they really just waiting for that breakout year before. I, mean, I, I hope he has it this year. I hope yeah. he brings it with him. I and, think he's a great player. Honestly, the way things were going this past season, how he was playing real good on that second line, he probably would have had that if he didn't get hurt. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, Hefty Duck, you bring up Jordan Dumay. That's an interesting thing that popped up on Twitter today, which is uh, that the, the Blue Jackets uh, applied for an, an exemption for Jordan Dumay because under normal circumstances, if he doesn't meet the, if he doesn't make the Blue Jackets, he has to go back and play up in Canada in the Quebec Major Junior Leagues, and he's just not exactly, he's basically done that like all he can, and it'd be better suited for him yeah. to play in the minors. And it's a similar situation that the Kraken did with uh, uh, Shane Wright, where he was better suited to play in the minors, but he would have had to go back. But then they got in an exemption for him. And because that now the Blue Jackets are going to try and get an exemption for Jordan Dumay, whether it works out or not, we don't know. But at least they're, they'll try because he'd be better suited to be down in the minors. Oh, Art, I'll, I got that, Artsy. I'll send you the, the invite. I sent it to him already. Oh, you did? All right. Well, okay, then. Never mind then. So... Like I said earlier, today was just the medicals, uh, you know, fitness testing uh, and whatnot. Uh, so tomorrow is going to be the, uh, you know, they're going to split into three teams. And they're going to be doing um, off-ice practice and then um, uh, on like a scrimmage on the ice and whatnot. So that will be interesting for those who can like make it down there. That's going to be uh, – the sad place is going to be at uh, the ice house, and the the, the scrimmage is going to be at NWA. So, so I can say from my own personal experiences, back in September of 2014, I had an Ohio trip to Columbus and Cincinnati, and we saw the uh, it was that Saturday where the Blue Jackets have the training camp open to pre- open to the public, and we went there, and it was a lot of fun. We saw the obviously saw the practice and then they did the little scrimmage inside the arena nationwide arena. And it was a lot of fun. So I encourage everyone to come if you have that chance. Art Sorry. He's here. There's a lot of uh, background noise there. Oh yeah. I'm at work. This is great to see Hartsey join us from work. But anyways, the point yeah. being, uh, if you have the chance to go to that practice, it's a lot, of, a lot of fun. So it's this upcoming Saturday. So if you have the chance, I'd recommend going to it because it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I wish I could. I wish I lived a little bit closer. I would totally like go try to do some stuff like that. That sounds pretty awesome. Um, I went last year with Goudreau. His arrival, it was pretty packed. Must have been nice, huh? It, mm-hmm. Damn. It was very nice. Man, you can't start this shit again. We had a whole half <laughs> season. He was pissed off that we got Goudreau, and he did it. <laughs> I'm right. still pissed off. Should have been a hey, I'm a little blame Chuck Fletcher. I am blaming Chuck Fletcher. I already sent out that apology snap. Chuck Fletcher, uh, the dumb fuck Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, anyway, 
Let's just get this Mike Babcock stuff out of the way. Let's just do it. No, no, no. We're doing that after the ads. The ads going to come. Behind. Ads going to be soon. We're going to be on going on for two. For ads. Two. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no. Um. So. Um. But, but yeah. You know, it is a lot of cool though, because this is like the start of training camp, and you see the Blue Jackets post a lot of pictures and all sorts of fun stuff they're doing with the players and all sorts of cool stuff. So that's pretty cool, like a little behind the scenes look that you know they do. Then it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to hear some news out of out of uh, out of training camp as well, because you know mm-hmm. we're j- it's just getting so close to uh, so on the 24th. So that's like next Sunday is, is preseason hockey. That's in four days. Yeah, hold on. Let me check the schedule again. Where'd it go? I lost oh, four it. Days. Yeah, I thought they're like, I thought it's like four days. Yeah. yeah. Which is nuts to me. I mean, that's insane. Like... It's on us. It's here. Yeah. It's preseason, sure. But I mean, dude, that's. I still, I know. Any, any hockey, hockey, hockey. Yeah, any. Exactly. Any hockey at this point, I'll take. Like, oh yeah, too long. That was something we can talk about real quick. Get to Traverse City tournament. Yes. Y'all get, the, yeah, y'all get a chance to see yeah. that. Yeah. So I saw bits and pieces of it, and this past Saturday, uh, you know, I was on my iPad looking at it. Oh, the Blue Jackets are down two nothing, and then. Um, I put my iPad down and I got in the car to go drive up to Wisconsin to see my family. And then I'm hanging out with my Wisconsin family and some of their friends. And I pull out my phone and I check Twitter and the Blue Jackets were winning 8-4. And I'm thinking to myself, like, holy shit, the Blue Jackets are winning 8-4. Just a go- like an eight-goal period, just an explosion that's like, wow. And then like you keep reading it. It's like, oh, Adam Fantilli, he's doing pretty good. And then, you read, and then in the third, he had like two goals already in that period and a couple, like two assists. Then in the third period, he gets another goal and another assist. So basically, you know, three goal, two assists for a five-point night gets the hat trick. That's pretty damn cool. And like the first goal that he scored was just amazing. Like Adam Fantilli just basically bullies everyone. He skates through like a couple dudes and uses his size to kind of like box people out and like one hands it and just like scores and that was so damn fucking sweet and so, so cool. That's Eric Lindros. And him and hit and then Veronkov got a goal and he looked pretty good and him and Fantilli was on the line with Veronkov and that looked pretty good. And oh, just yeah, both of them are sweet. just like big are just like big gorillas with it's that. Like adults are playing kids at times. You know what I, I mean? know it was basically <laughs> that. Yeah. It, it, I mean like so like Fantilli and Veronkov are like big gorillas with that size on the same line, and that was great to see. And the Blue Jackets won two of the three games and honestly almost won the third one even without Veronkov and Fantilli and a bunch of other dudes, but they probably would have won it. What do you think about that? They sat sat quite a few guys that time. It was like both their top lines. And they still won. And it's interesting, interesting to see, mate. You know, maybe I would have gave them another chance to see what they can do, but I, you know, it sure. is what it is. Right, like, but like, they probably, you know, they probably would have won that third game if Fantilli, Veronkov, and the other guys played. But whatever, you know, the Blue Jackets made the decision to just say we've seen enough, we like what we see, but we'll let some other people play. You know, so that's uh, interesting um, to see, and. Um, Mike Babcock was there checking it out <laughs> for a uh, day. Asking for pictures for a day. Uh, Pascal Vincent was there. He was checking Hell it yeah, out. Brother, Pascal, let's go. So, you know that was you know that that was that yeah, was interesting and it you know it looks fun. You know, I if I lived closer, I'd go up there and check it out. But that's yeah, like Michigan, Michigan, but oh. like. It's like I wouldn't go there. It it's like, and I looked it's on the map. I looked on the map. It's like way up there. Yeah, up Michigan. on the uh, west coast. Yeah, it's, so it's way. So, so is it? Is it? So, is it like beyond the border? Because you know, pretty, like some of the like some of Michigan is like past the end of the border. 
No. What? Uh, Traverse City. It's on the western side of the state, but it's pretty up there. It's pretty up there. All but, right. Uh, Is it up there, Kevin? <laughs> pretty up there. Oop, it, it, but it's not it, up in the Upper Peninsula. Yeah, it's no. not in the Upper Peninsula, but it's pretty close to it. But uh, Traverse City, great to see all our guys doing great fun moments. And it uh, be interesting to see if some of these guys can, can keep the positive momentum into training camp in the preseason to try and earn a spot. Hell yeah. I'm stoked to see it. I'm really stoked to see it. Uh, so, yeah, I guess uh, we'll go ahead and do the uh, ad here. All right. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me run this little thing here. And I have to read it this week because I didn't pre-record it, unfortunately. So I'll see you on the other side of this little homo bit. Yeah. We're back with another week of football. <clears throat> and DraftKings Sportsbook is, is keeping us on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away with an instant winner. Uh, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 uh, instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner, uh, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus, uh, age varies by jurisdiction, void in uh, Ontario, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources, bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. So speaking of some foosball, yeah. man. bet on the... Go bet on the Bengals and Browns responsibly because, you know, we're Ohio. Dude, yeah, be careful betting on your own team if you're in Ohio win right now. Like, holy shit. <laughs> Do not yeah. bet on the Bengals. Go for the Lions of the best team in the NFL. No, uh, you know, who day? Go Bengals. Anyways. But, of course, this is, it's a fun time in Ohio sports. Get better soon, Chubb. Yeah, Nick Chubb. <laughs> Get better soon. Surprise, surprise. A dirty hit by a Pittsburgh. A dirt a dirty hit. Surprise, surprise. A dirty hit by a Pittsburgh player. That never happens. Oh wait, it does. So surprise. Um, but but you know, a fun time at Ohio Sports because Ohio State's back and the Bengals and Browns are back and the crew are back, you know, crew are playing, they're fighting for a playoff spot. The Reds are fighting for a playoff spot. The Guardians are still playing. And before you know it, the Blue Jackets will be back. So it's going to be great. And a lot of fun stuff that you can bet on responsibly. Yippee. Responsibly. Also, big, if you hear, if you hear a, a big word. Can I hear what? Uh, if, if you hear chewing noises, I am eating the hell out of these chips. Quite. Like it's cool. I just mute you when it gets bad. Um, like right there. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Um, so, um, speaking of responsibility and playing responsible and everything, yeah. um, well, there was a mishap recently, and we're all aware of it. So, before I let you lay into what you, everyone else wants to do here, let me just break it down real quick. So, last week, Spitting chicklets, uh, Paul Bissonnette and you know, uh, Ryan Whitney, Ryan Whitney, right? Along with uh, Mike Commodore, all were coming out and talking about how uh, Babcock was going through players' phones, this and that, and how it was uh, invading privacy, it was bothering some younger players and whatnot. At the time, it was very sensationalized, 
and it came out um, very heavy from from some players or, or for some from some people who are um, somewhat like have like a frat boy kind of uh, attitude when it comes to their podcasting, um, as well as two of them, um, you know, Biz and and, and Kami, uh, both uh, have history with Mike Babcock. So it is what it is. I'm not happy with exactly with the way I heard about it or that it happened this close to the season and not maybe a little while ago. But as the NHL PA came through and investigated, it turned out these allegations were true. And it's it wasn't just a, hey, oh, that sounds like a cool time. Like, can I see some pictures of that? From the allegations that I have read about, it included Mike Babcock at his house having a player over, looking through their phone for several minutes by, by himself, looking through it. And among some other uh, of similar similar things to it, um, it's not cool. Is that really enough? Like I don't know. I don't want to miss misspeak here. Uh, I don't agree with an invasion of privacy. If any of my bosses in my uh, careers were to like, if my boss now I go to work tomorrow and he's like, hey, let me see your phone. Hell no, dude. I'll walk out right now, dude. You want to see my phone, dude? No, you're not. You're not getting my phone. I have nothing to hide. But you're not getting my phone. Might, might already see my Twitter. So. <laughs> and uh, oh no, uh, you have you still have a job? Cool. Uh, I do. Yeah. So so you know um, that is basically the situation broke down in a nutshell. Mike Babcock had then resigned um, from what it sounded like with uh, Yarmo and JD from their press conference. It sounded like they were, it was kind of a forced reckon resignation, but he did resign and a new head coach was named in Pascal Vincent. So my very first question in all of this, yes, it was a weird thing. Boomers have done weird shit like my whole life. All right, I like you know, like boomers are just different. They grew up in a different time. It's not excusable for being a for uh, invading someone's personal privacy, especially when you have a power dynamic above them that's as great as being your head coach and them a young player. That being said, is that really enough to get someone fired? Uh, no. no. It, it, to me, I feel like it depends what the photos of that they may have thumbed through and seen. Mm-hmm. I, See, I think it actually I think not I think it actually could get you fired. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna give this opinion before I have to head back to the work here. I think the the stuff that Babcock did was a bit unnecessary. It was unnecessary. You don't have to go through a guy's phone to know who they are. But I will say this that the the, the overreaction and the and the calling him out this close to the season by Biz and Whitney is a bit extra and a bit of an I would say a slight overreaction. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say all this bullshit before the season starts, like mere weeks before the season starts. That to me sounds like a bit of a dickhead move. But I do think what uh, I do think what Babcock did was not was a bit over the top. You don't have to look through people's phones, especially like if it, if they if it's bothering someone. But I I just think I don't think that should get him fired. Like I've seen like I've seen people like in like like if you watch maybe I don't know if this has ever happened in Hard Knocks, but I know like 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 I've played this in Madden where like you have to give someone their your phone like a coach, but that's just like another side topic. I just if you think have it's security clearance for the government. They're going to look through your stuff. I've had to do a background yeah. check for a job before. That's still not my personal photos and information. You guys, you got to think about it at the time Mac, Mike Babcock was coaching like phones and social media were in their infancy. 
Like it was just starting to pop off. So yeah, like, but Babcock's been coaching long enough I know, to get settled in and know, okay, there's a lot of technology. And yeah, but like coaching a college kids. Yeah, that that too. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna ask a college kid to see their phone and like, hey, go through your photos. Well, like, these he are pretty much there, did though. But yeah, the but power dynamic is there. He doesn't even do have that. to press him for it. He's just to ask. Yeah, like if he asked and they gave it to him, yeah. But if he's if he forced them to see, so like to let him see his phone or their phone, maybe that's an Maybe it is an invasion of privacy, whether it's consensual. Maybe or not. it is. That, that absolutely is. is. But still, I don't. Think it's that much to fire him right before the day before training camp starts? I don't know. It's a bit much. Do if you we're gonna do this, the, if we're gonna come out about this, at least come out about, about come out before this, like before the season starts, like like when the season is on underway and like ongoing, or before you know we start rookie training camp and we start getting into you know training camp. But that's just me. That's all I want to say before I have to. I'm gonna have to edit now. Yeah. It was handled poorly by the Chicklets guys, but I think it was, if you're going yeah. through someone's phone, then that is reason to get you fired in today's yeah. day and age. Yeah, yeah, but like, like that's fair. Back when Babcock was coach, like Babcock's glory days when he was coaching, you were going through flip phones and Blackberries. It's completely different nowadays. Oh, yeah. yeah, but like then again, as you as we pointed out. He was coaching college kids, so he's got to know that today's phones are completely different. So another point I want to bring up real quick is that so Mike Babcock lives in Michigan or has a house in Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was reported that over the summer there was two players who had went and visited there for quite a bit, and that was um, Zach Rowensky along with Adam Fantilli. So, it doesn't take much to kind of put two and two together. I mean, sure, maybe like uh, Kent Johnson, you know, another Michigan player and being up there, maybe like they were all – it could have been any one of those kids. But specifically, it was reported that that's who had gone to have meetings at Mike Babcock's house. Yeah. So, we can kind of put two and two together here. Now the the thing is like it's better now than a month into the into the season. Mm-hmm. It also, would have been better a month ago. Um, right. It does feel like what I would consider like ambush reporting, and yeah. we've mentioned that enough. Yeah. We just we, none of us agree with it, and I think we all know that it's just kind of shitty. Um, at this mm-hmm. point, it is what it is, and we have to move forward from this. Um, but if it wasn't, if it wouldn't have came out the way it did with the spit and chicklets guys, like did people, it seemed like people already knew about this at the time, and so yeah, he wasn't wasn't getting fired from you know nothing had happened yet, right? So if it wouldn't have been sensationalized as much, do you think that like he would still be the head coach? I think they I think they would have punished him, but I think I don't think they would have fired him. I think he's still the coach. It's like a hey, watch this, he man. Hey man, yeah, like hey man, you can't be doing this. We're gonna have to fine you or suspend you. Don't do this. But I feel like it was all blown out of proportions, and you know, I feel like like it's getting like it must be. Yeah. Like it's, what do you think? Kev? So, I have, you know, I said a lot of it yesterday on the podcast we did have to duck, but I'll just say some of the stuff that I said yesterday, which is, I mean, like, we've already said this many times, like, I I just really don't, it's really bad what happened with Mike, the whole Mike Babcock thing, and I'm disappointed, and I believe that he would have been a, a good head coach from a hockey standpoint for the Blue Jackets because he does provide structure, how to play more responsibly defensively, and he's shown he can develop talent. 
And that's what the Blue Jackets need. They need someone that can provide them structure, play better defensively, develop talent, not put up with people's BS. And from that standpoint, Mike Babcock, Babcock would have been perfect for that. And obviously he kind of took this phone thing too far. I'm going to put this up on the screen, which is, I think, in my opinion, I think Mike Babcock, Babcock knows that he has had some, you know, a little issues in the past that I think he tried, tried too hard, tried too hard and overcompensate that it put himself in a position where he made people uncomfortable. And this is what I'm going to put up on the screen to back that up, which is this. So this is from Emily Kaplan. And she said from the investigation um, that, quote, just awkward interaction, said one source, a player agent said he may be trying to change, but you can't force it. His communication style wasn't going to work for the younger generation. And so when I see that, to me, in my opinion, it says that Mike Babcock is aware of his issues and he's trying to fix it, but I think he went too far and overcompensated and put himself in a worse position. I also don't like how they spit and chick. Let's handle it. It's not just you knew about this back in July and you sat on it and then you sprung it on the Blue Jackets in September. And that's just not good because it's not, it comes off as a hit job and you just can't do that. I also don't like how they've come out on set on their podcast. So we didn't want to fire Mike Babcock. Well, you did because your actions suggest otherwise you did everything you could to get mm -hmm. Mike Babcock fired. So please don't lie with that. They did and have a history with them. They did have a history with them. You're, you're blinded by your Mike Badcock bias. So please don't say you didn't want him fired when your actions suggest otherwise and you did everything you could to get him fired. Another thing that kind of upsets me is another clip that's going around is they say, well, we like Columbus and we like the city and we hope we do well. And that may, tr may be true and may be not true. But to me, it comes off as them trying to soften the blow to a certain degree that they've cause to say it's almost like them saying uh you know we like you please don't be mad at us for what you know the situation that we caused so and then one another thing with this is i don't like how they what they did to boone jenner because they say we're a player's podcast and then when boone they throw boone jenner under the bus and when boone jenner comes out and shares his own personal experience saying that everything was okay from his own personal experience and then they turn around and call him a liar that was just not cool that's just not good credit to them for apologizing be credit to them for apologizing because that so they did the right thing in that you know that regard so that's they did apologize to boone jenner that was like the one single thing i liked yeah. that they did <laughs> yeah they did a, they did apologize to boone jenner so that's the one thing i did like about about this is that they're trying, but everything else, I just, I just didn't like this because they're backtracking and they're trying to make themselves look good. When honestly, I just don't think you can't, you, the damage is already done. You've done what you've done. You just have to move on with it and just hope that you don't do it again, because there was a video that came out the day after we did our last show where Paul Bissonnette says, I hope this is true. By saying, I hope this yeah. is true. So you basically contradicted yourself because you're saying it's true, but then you say, I hope it is true. So it's like, man, that's not good because if it turned out to be not true, oh boy, then you put yourself in a bad position to maybe you could have gotten sued or something worse. So yeah, I, I understand that, you know, they're kind of the frat boy thing and everything, and that's fine. But even for you, I ask, please be more careful with this. And if you have something, please do it in a more proper way. Yes, such as yeah, gonna say he has he has connections to the NHL. It would be so simple for him to be a, to just have phoned because the NHLPA is separate from the NHL. The NHLPA yeah. is the players' association. Yeah, for the players by the players, right? Your players podcast. Yeah. Maybe go there first, and then be you know, and then if they don't do anything about it, like they they pussyfoot around like they did for years with the other investigations, then be like, hey we're going to come out with this because you're not doing anything about it. So, yep. you know, then force it then. Yeah. But 
It is what it is now. Yeah. I would have been more Owen said this on the discord to me yesterday, which is, and I agree with him is that I would have been more. Okay. I still probably been a little more upset about this, but I would have been more okay with this. If they come out with this earlier, because I just don't like what they did. And that's just not good. Cause it comes off as a hit job to try and screw the blue jackets. However, though, you know, in the end, they still have a good coach in Pascal Vincent. And I think this is interesting is that a lot of these people are doing the victory lap saying, thinking they got right rid of Mike Babcock. In some ways you did, but in some ways you didn't. And in the some ways you didn't, in the press, Cal Vincent said in his press conference that when he was talking to Mike Babcock, setting things up on how they wanted to do things for this upcoming season, Pascal Vincent came out and said that him and Mike Babcock think the same way in terms of how you play hockey. And Pascal Vincent is going to take all the stuff that he learned from Mike Babcock and implement it. So I find that kind of interesting and funny. I'm laughing at those people thinking you got rid of Mike Babcock for good, when in reality, to a certain degree, you didn't because Mike Babcock is still going to have a little thumbprint, a little touch to the Blue Jackets because Pascal Vincent is going to use everything he learned from Mike Babcock and use it for the Blue Jackets on how he wants to play hockey because he thinks the same way as Mike Babcock in regards to how you play the game. Also having Pascal Vincent is good because he's shown that he can be a good coach and he can develop players and he has connections to Jack Rosvick and Patrick Laine and he's helped develop them, develop them to where they are today. So continuing that is going to be great. So I like what I saw from the press conferences, you know, JD and Yarmo both apologizing. JD was very straightforward and saying, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yarmo was sorry. Plus explaining why they, what they did, what they did. That made sense to me. I liked both. And I liked it. And what? Last chance. Well, according to what the Blue Jackets uh, posted on their Twitter page from the McConnell family, that base, you know, that's basically what what they said without saying that. Basically. You get the season. Basically, right. So I like what I heard from the press conference, both from Yarmo and JD. I like what I heard from Pascal Vincent from his press conference and listening to his interview with Bob McElligot, to me, it's in my opinion. It sounds like he's basically going to be Mike Babcock without all the shenanigans, because he's going to try his best to, you know, talk to the players and listen to them, but he's not going to put up with people's bullshit. And that's great yeah. to see. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him for sure. Um, so, well, real quick, you, you sound like you had something to say earlier. Do uh, you want to weigh in on this uh, this Babcock controversy real quick before I uh, change subject real quick? Uh, last few minutes? Yeah. So um, going back to what you're, um, what Kevin was saying about um, Biz and them saying, like, oh, we didn't mean anything towards Columbus and everything, that's just damage control. It's obvious. They're just trying to – because they could have done it so much more professionally. They could have – said it earlier like like you said not right before training camp but they waited and they did it in like the worst way possible and then it's obvious they meant something by it and then going oh oh we we don't mean anything towards columbus that's an app that's a lie Mm -hmm. now let me play a little devil's advocate william let me play devil's advocate what if they don't hate columbus but they hated babcock so much that they did anything to get him fired and the like timing of it was to cuck him the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Like who like they may think of it in their mind that they're helping the blue jackets at the end of the day, which you know, you might be. You might have saved us the bullet that we were mm-hmm. gonna use on our entire season. Maybe. I, I I thought he was gonna do good. I mean, uh, I yeah. personally thought he could have done good too, but you know. The more and more you, I don't know. The more you look into it, um, it's, it's just you know, it's an unnecessary need. If it's actually something that has occurred, then it's a good thing he's gone. Yeah, I do. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 
the investigation's done over with, and he is gone if, now. Yeah, so if Pascal Bitsit's going to have the same playbook, then I'm all for it. You know? And I do, I do understand why they did it because I think it's because they were good friends with him. They knew him for a bit, and also I think this does have a role to play into it. Is that not that long ago the Blue Jackets were in a similar situation where they needed that type of a coach like a Mike Babcock or even what Pascal Vincent has, which is a guy that needed that could show could develop talent, provide structure, and build you know build you know develop talent play better defensively and years ago that was John Tortorella and it was a similar situation where everyone's like oh my god why are you hiring him he's this he's that he said mean things and all this sort of stuff and I think that part of it I think part of it is to a certain degree why they tried you know Babcock because they went back and said well we did this with Tortorella and it worked out and you know thinking maybe it would have worked out with you know Babcock obviously it didn't but I'm interested to see what happens with uh, Pascal Vincent because it looks promising. It looks good. Yep. So uh, we were talking about training camp earlier, and you know we are into new things. I'm going to change the topic real quick before we do our outro. I just wanted to uh, show this. Uh, we were talking about this before the show a little bit. Here is Elvis Merzlikens new mask. This is a post from the wonderful Dylan Tyrer, um, radio personality for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, so what do you guys think? Pretty sweet. It's got like this kind of like um, 8-bit retro vibe to yeah. it. it has 90 down mm-hmm. here. Um, along with, it doesn't show the whole way around, but you can kind of almost see like the Swiss like yeah, the yeah, Latvian yeah. flag kind of dealio. Red, white, and blue. I can't really see what's on the one side. We'll look more in detail, but it looks like a pixelated version of the Blue Jackets, the Jackets logo. logo. That's kind of sick. I would wear a sweatshirt like that. Yeah. I would totally wear a sweatshirt like pixelated, like a beanie or something. I mean, I think I think it looks good, but one of my favorite helmets Elvis Merzlikens has ever had. It it was a helmet basically like it really used the Blue Jacket Civil War theme perfectly because it had a cannon and it had like a Union soldier on it, and obviously the Blue Jackets main logo, which is based off of a Ohio cavalry unit flag used in the Civil War by the Union Army, and that was one of my you know favorite ones he had. But that one he has right now, that looks pretty damn cool too. So uh, I, li- I like that one a- as well. Hell yeah. So final words and outros. We're going to start down in the bottom left corner with Hawaiian. I'd like to do an outro. Yeah, so follow me on Twitter at BruinsYN for some quality tweets about the Boston Bruins and other stuff. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. You know, it's, uh, everyone has an insider in, in, in like their team. We have an outsider, um, which brings a really nice, unique um, perspective. Like some things that, like yeah. you know, we have one way of thinking, especially when it comes to situations like this. So it's good to hear a little bit from around the league for sure. I'll uh, enjoy having you around. Yeah. So that's yeah, it for you? Thanks. Don't you do Wait, like that? FHL or something? Oh, I – yeah, I was doing a um, a fantasy hockey league on Yahoo, which <laughs> we've, we've got – we got Lance, we got Owen, we got William in it. Um, oh, you do. So if you want to join, hit me up in the DMs on Twitter, at Bruins Wine. Or on Discord if you have my Discord. Yes. A a wine a wine. So I know the Bruins had their prospect tournament. Do you know how that went? Um, I'm pretty sure they lost every game except the Pittsburgh one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, hey, the future is bright. Want one. Now let they have Mason Lorai, you know, supposed to be a good defenseman who played at Ohio State. Yeah, we have a few decent prospects, but like as far as high end guys go, there's not too much there. But you know, I'm looking forward to Lysel, Lorai, Merkulov, um, Poitras. Yeah, just some names that that popped off in the tournament. Hell yeah! Are we? So, uh, on to William, you got, uh, go ahead and, uh, closing 
closing statements. Um, follow me on Twitter and TikTok, that one CBJ fan. And join the um, Fantasy Hockey League, both the um, Yahoo and the one run by um, Perry Goalie. Yes, sir. And that's all I have to say. All right. Owen, on you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, don't follow uh, Spin Checklist on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yes. Don't follow uh, Ryan Whitney or uh, Biz Nasty or uh, Mike Kami Commodore. Um, and follow me instead because I'm, I'm biased, but in a good way. And you swag. That's it for me. Yeah. I got a message for Biz real quick. Yeah? What you got, um, William? I tweeted at Biz asking for him to 1v1 me in Chell, and he never responded. Hmm. Biz, if you're listening to this, come Chicken. 1v1 me in Chell, buddy. Get egoed, bro. Get egoed. Heck yeah. I hear chicken. Bok, bok. <laughs> oh, you're making me hungry talking about chicken. Damn. Yeah. Uh, on to you, Kev. All right. Um, Wine's gonna like this first one. I'm gonna put on the screen. On the screen. So here mm-hmm. it is. Yes. <laughs> wood. <laughs> wood. <laughs> uh, there it is. So uh, wood, Wine. Wood. <laughs> Brad Marsh and Wood. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Um, so there is that. Um, Zach Orensky, just just please bring this back for the memes, just for the laughter and the memes. Please bring back this Michigan suit because you wore it during the 2016-2017 season and the Blue Jackets were like winning games when you're winning that suit. So like, you know, bring it back just for the memes. And then like we could have like players come in and like, you know, wear Ohio State stuff and like go back and forth and like let's just say Zach Orensky and Kent Johnson and like Adam Fantilli, Nick Blankenberg all wear Michigan stuff and they go up against, I don't know, some other blue jackets wear that wears Ohio State stuff. So just bring back the jacket for the fun and the memes. Uh anyways, um I forgot to do this last week, so I'm gonna do it this week, which is Cooper. Cooper. Cooper, the greatest dog of all time. My brother's dog. Go look at Cooper. A great dog. So damn cool. Go to dog. All right. So, anyways, that's a picture of my brother's dog, uh, Cooper. So, um, there's that. And um, go check out Uni Blue Soldiers. And uh, follow us on all social media platforms. And, you know, as it says so... On the screen right there, you know, subscribe to the U- our YouTube channel. So <laughs> go do that, you know, go our, do it. Our ghost guest tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, on the screen it says subscribe to our YouTube channel. So you should totally do that. Just, you know, do it. And um, check out Union Blue Soldiers on all social media platforms. All right. So I'm done talking. I'm out. Oh, yeah. I'm to you, hefty duck. Oh man, the feeling's getting real. The closer it gets, the 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 more excited I I really am for this season. Uh, the whole Babcock thing doesn't do anything to 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 stop my excitement for the Blue Jackets. Um, it's a bump in the road. Uh, you know, once that first week hits, we're gonna think of what Babcock who, you know. So, uh, I'm I'm behind Pascal Vincent 100. percent I'm for it. I was for it months ago. I'm for it now. So um, onwards and upwards. The season can't be much worse than last year. Uh, so I'm excited. Uh, yeah, once again, you know, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. Uh, all the things, all the places you're at watching out there. I'm not going to sit here and beg you. Just do it. Uh, other than do that, it. thank you for do watching. It. Thank you for listening to our audio listeners out there. I appreciate you a lot. Um, it really uh, uh, 
makes me excited for the podcast too going into the new season. Uh, just in a few weeks, we will be on a new season of Brew Jackets. We are still in season one currently, but we will be on season two soon. Uh, I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited for everyone to, to be along for the ride with us. And we will see you here in a week. We'll see you later.